Uh-oh, look at this. You're here and I'm pleased because I sure did miss your company. Welcome to the Just Saying Podcast with me, Dan. Child, I done sat myself down after a nice day at work. You know, my my job isn't bad, but I still want to come home and take my bra off. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, why we got to wear them? Why we got to wear them? But anyway, let's get into it. Y'all, it's fall. Fall done showed up. Now, I live in the, I live in the Northeast, and um, fall done showed up. We got some nice chilly nights, some cool nights. And when I tell y'all, it don't bother me. The chill, the cool, like, you know, I don't, I'm not looking forward to winter cold, brisk, like burr, but a little bit of brisk. Because now I can pull out my cute um, fall wardrobe. And, you know, some people, they talk real hard about their summer bodies and I got to get my summer body and all that. I don't work hard for that because, you know what, I got a strong autumn body. You know, I got enough roll for the autumn. You know, it make you feel like a cute little, you know, apple cider donut life. Like, I, that's what I live over here. And so, I don't, I, you know, I don't stress about the summer body. Because I know when it comes to a hoodie, okay, when it comes to a sweatshirt, when it comes to a cute sweatsuit set and a cute shoe to wear with it, I got all of that down packed. Um, that's where I that's where I thrive. You know, a body shaper and I'm not hot, sweating. That's me. That's the life I live right there. I'm, I am autumn body girl. I'm an autumn body girly. And I, and I want more of y'all to jump on the bandwagon. Stop trying to be. It's some summer body people out there. It, that ain't everybody. And you got to claim your season. You got to know what season your body is right for instead of trying to fit your body into the season that it's not prepared for. You know? Some people is winter coat bodies. That's who they are. They winter coat bodies. Other people is, um, you know, under a nice umbrella or a poncho spring girls. That's not me. I'm 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 an I'm a autumn body. I got a little bit of roll, a little bit of fluff. You know, for a chilly night. Not for the cold. But for, you know, a little chilly night. You want to just like, you know, snuggle beside me a little bit. Like just come on, just nestle a little bit. Yeah, I'm cool. But then still go over there because it's still be a little bit hot still. And I don't want you over here all like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how I am. So since we talking about this, you know, I love a good pumpkin. I, I'm one of those since we talking about autumn because, you know, I brought it up. Uh, I'm one of those pumpkin spice girls. I love some apple cider. I'm not a pumpkin spice latte person because I don't like coffee. But today I had a pumpkin spice chai, which is tea. You know, they like to call it chai tea, but chai mean tea. So I had a pumpkin spice chai tea tea. I had a pumpkin spice tea tea, you know. Okay, so I had a pumpkin spice chai and... Okay, they did that. I said, I'm going to add that to my own thing because I'm not going to spend all on them spending six, seven dollars on the um, beverages. I can tell you that much, but because I can make that at my house, but I'm going to make one. I got me a cute 
um, spiced apple tea at my house right now. Get it? Because those are the flavors I like. I love some... I, I like pumpkin. Sweet potato. Cinnamon. All of that. You know, that that's me. Give it to me. Yes, I love this. Did that season a nice dark honey, brown sugar... It all of that make me feel like autumn. Some carrot. I'm I'm I like carrots. Cook them. I'll eat it. I like carrots. It's autumn. I'm that girl. Leaves in the yard. I love it. I'm fine with it. Oh, when the leaves start to change colors, that's what make me happy. Some of y'all get happy because the sun come out, but then that that make me sweat. And sweat make me think of funk. And funk don't make me happy, okay? But, you know, it's less funky people walking around in autumn because they not sweating. And I like that. I think that, you know, a cute um, combat boot. I got combat boots in, like, four different colors. Because I love that look. I got a cream pair. I got a black pair. I got a burgundy pair and I got a red pair cuz I that's the life that I live. I love it, okay? I love it. I got some shoes with a little bit of fur around it. I love it. Love to see that kind of look. I love a good sweatsuit with a um a, a trench coat. Ugh. A cute beanie that looks cute because you don't need it because it's not freezing outside. That's all me. I love all of that because I got that fall body. And I'm looking forward to seeing some of y'all's fall bodies too because y'all know y'all got fall bodies too. Cute sweatshirt, hoodie, bomber jacket, all of that. That's cute. But what I don't like is when it starts to get cold. So these nights start to get a little bit cold. And I know that there's some people who stick to i'm not turning my furnace on until the beginning of december at there's some people who swear by until after we eat that thanksgiving day meal i'm not turning on my heat but let me tell you what i do i turn mine on when i gets cold now, do I keep? Do I gotta keep it on all day? No, but I go to work too much. I go to work too much to come in my house after I done worked at my job, where I'll do a lot of movement all day to then to then get in the shower and or a soak, and decide to come out and it's, I'm burr. I'm cold. I can't do that. I can't do that. So what I will do is knock the heat the the cold off and then turn my heat off and then until november i live me a space heater life i will i will i will turn a space heater on i got cute space heaters in three of my rooms in my house but see because the problem with the space heater is it's nice and toasty because i'm i'm a i need i want to be toasty chestnuts roasting on an open fire i know that's not autumn but i don't know no autumn song so that's what you're gonna get because i also love a real cute a real cute um fire pit let me let me sit around a fire pit with a nice old um sweatsuit on or a hoodie and a little um you know throw love it right now i got on my couch a cute um burnt orange 
throw that got pumpkins on it. It's little pumpkins on it. It's it's sophisticated pumpkin though. It's not cartoon pumpkiny. Don't don't judge me. You ain't seen it. You don't know what it looked like now. But if you went to Target um, last month, you might have seen it because that's where I got it from. But yes, I love that on a, a cute little fire pit. I likes to be warm, so I go ahead on and I throw my space heater on. I got one in the living room because I'm not gonna sit in this living room and be chilly i'm not gonna do it then i got one up in my bedroom because guess what i'm not gonna do i'm gonna be warm before i get in that bed now i turns it off before i go to sleep because even though it's a new and improved one i still be playing them games but i'm gonna be warm and then i have one and this you could judge whoever you want to, but I keep one in my bathroom because why I gotta be? I, I who was that? I think it was a Terry McMillan um, book, and she was talking about how she had designed her house. I think it was Stella got her groove back, and she designed her house, and she had heated floors. And I don't live a heated floor life right now, so I gotta go ahead on and heat my bathroom up. And I don't care who don't like that. Judge somebody else. Judge me if you want to. You ain't gonna call me and say nothing about it, so I don't care. I, I really don't care anyway uh yes yeah, so that's that's what um you know that's what I'm doing I'm I'm heating up my house I'm heating up my rooms I'm heating up my life with my fall stuff and I can't wait to post some fall dress pictures you know, I really only get dressed now on the weekends because I wear a uniform to work. That's that's what killed me. And I mean, and I guess it's my fault because I'm in a medical field. But, you know, sometimes, like, where's my individuality? I really got to wear, like, dope socks and sometimes wrap up my head because that's the only way I could, you know, be individual. But I still like my job. So, you know, you got to, it's a give or take. You could be cute at work and hate that job because that's what I used to do but now you now i just be you know i still look nice because i'm me but <laughs> i you know but i don't get dressed up until the weekends come and then i'd be going all out and then i don't go anywhere but you know running errands to the grocery store or whatnot but that's neither here nor there i'm going to be putting pictures up starting you know this weekend and on my social medias in my fall clothes so you know if you're looking forward to that look forward to that and if you're looking forward to anything what you what do you do in the fall are y'all like apple tree picking people i've never going to pick apples and somebody had promised me that that, that we could go last year but they i guess they changed their mind because we surely did not go um so we'll you know we'll see what happened this year because i'm sure they ain't they ain't going this year <laughs> i'm sure they ain't going this year either so i don't know i've never picked apples but i did go on a hayride a couple like two years ago i went on a hayride that was fun i probably would do that again i am also looking forward to maybe going to like a fright night because i ain't never been to one i ain't never been to one because when i was a bigger girl I used to be concerned that I wasn't going to be able to run um, fast enough away from things that scared me at a fright night. And I, you know, I don't care. That's what I felt like. I felt like, what if I can't run fast enough and I'm really scared? So I didn't do it. But I'm thinking maybe this year might be a fright night year. We'll see. But I'm thinking that maybe this year might be a fright night year. I'm going to add that to my autumn uh, list of things that I might want to do this year. But. It ain't that long. 
I want to do things that I know I want to do, or I want to do um, something with pumpkins. I, I, I already bought one pumpkin. I love to decorate pumpkins. I really do. I like to decorate them. Last year, I decorated my pumpkins, but I did not like carve pumpkins. I just decorated them. I made a little black girl with a little um, ponytail. Well, like a, a side bun thing. It was cute. Um, and then I did something else with my grandson. So more like a, a kid's one. So I'll probably do that again. I, I'm uh Oh, I had a cute little scarecrow that I hang up on my door. It's going out this weekend. It is. Scarecrow's going to be on the door. Can't nobody see it. I don't even live on the street where people like, it's not a... um. I don't even know what you say. It's just, it's a street where it, it doesn't have like traffic, right? It's like an off street. So you got to be intentional coming past my house to see this daggone scarecrow. And my house, you know, it's away from the curb. So you really got to look for it. But, and it's, but it's a big, it's a big scarecrow, but I also got a screen door. You know, it's a lot going on. Maybe I'll put it on the outside of the screen door. We'll see. Cause I love that little scarecrow. I'm put, I said little, he, he's almost the whole length of my door, my, my front door. So I'm probably going to put that. No, I'm not probably. I'm going to put my scarecrow out this weekend and um i don't know there's gonna be some other things we'll see uh i think me and my grandson are gonna go leaf um hunting sometime this autumn and that's gonna be fun so you know if you got some ideas on things to do in autumn, oh y'all wanna know what i'm doing for real i'm going to this thing called dinner en blanc i don't know if i mentioned that already but i'm going to dinner en blanc for my birthday it is on my birthday in my city this year this is all white party look it up um it's pretty dope they do them all over the world this year in my city it is on my birthday so i'm going to that i got my table and everything all my settings all kind of stuff it's gonna be so cute those pictures will be up after the dinner but that's not until my birthday which is in um a whole nother week one more week y'all and it'll be my birthday it'll be my birthday happy birthday to me well it be, so it'll be my birthday and um it's gonna be a great time i plan on it being a wonderful time i plan on being cute you know my outfit is cute my shoes are cute uh, I'm supposed to get my nails done this weekend, so my nails should be cute. What else? Um, I don't know. It's a lot of prep for this thing, though. So if you look it up, you probably, you know, I don't know. Some of y'all cities might still have some some tickets. I don't know. Uh, I think it's all sold out in my city. So if you don't already got a ticket, I don't think I'm going to see you. But if you do have a ticket, make sure, and you know me, Make sure you come holla at the girl because it's my birthday. <laughs> if we're at the if you're at the party. Um, let's see what, what these people got going on in the street. Like what business of other people's can we get into right quick? I guess a lot of this is focused on um TV stuff this week so let's just you know i try to look at my list and try to curate a cute little you know flow but i never really know where to start or anything so 
I guess we could start by things that I've watched, but most of this is things that I've watched. First of all, before we get into that, though, let's let's not lie. Before we get into that, it's a whole bunch of conversation about um, Jeannie Ma and Jeezy. They, you know, Jeezy's the rapper, and Jeannie Ma used to be the Asian woman from. I don't want this to sound, you know, any kind of way, but that's that way to describe her on from the the real uh the tv show daytime talk show the real and they've been married i think for two or three years they already getting a divorce y'all when they got married people was just like what where did this matchup come from like where how did this met this this reconnection come and nobody knew the only thing we did know was back in the day on the real Jeannie Ma used to be married to a Caucasian man and there was one conversation I don't know how it came up I I remember watching it in real time but in that conversation Jeannie Ma says she likes dark meat on the side but her main dish is um, white meat and it really did make the other host her other co-host be like what the hell are you talking about literally um Lorny Love said what the hell are you saying and it didn't sit well with a lot of people but then she ended up divorcing her husband and then years later I believe she ended up marrying Jeezy nobody even I don't think anybody even knew they was dating like was it on anybody's radar I don't know and I don't remember because three years ago we were in a pandemic. So maybe, we, you know, they weren't going out like that to be seen places because we was on a lockdown. So I don't know. I don't remember. I know they have a baby, but it has been said that Jeezy filed for a divorce from her. And from what the blogs are making, it seem like is that she was blindsided like she did not know well i don't even know can we say blindsided after the travesty that them people did but anyway it's like she didn't know based off of the post that she was making before he filed for divorce and so um i don't know how much y'all care about that but um because if y'all ask me what is a jeezy song i can't tell y'all except i think he did that song where he was like, you know, my president is black. Something, 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 something. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm old. I don't know, Jeezy. I'm sure you make great music. I don't know any of it. I think Jeezy was a snowman or sometime. I don't know uh, what any of his music is. And I'm not really sure what he does today. But every time I see him, he seemed clean. And he looked like an, an executive you know, like a music exec or something. So I don't know what he does anymore, but I know Jeannie Ma used to be a stylist, like she was in the styling and things like that. So I think both of them going to be okay. We going to be all right. We going to be all right. I think they're going to be good. I, I think they'll be okay after this, unless something real crazy come out about one of them. I don't know, but I think that it's going to be okay. 
if we're speaking about older women, I also want to just throw in a quick little thing. It's Ayanla Van Zant just turned 70 years old. And if if you've been riding with this podcast, you know that I used to do reviews of the Ayanla Van Zant. Um, Ayanla Fix My Life episodes. If you're, if you're not new, hey boo, go back and listen to those because I was doing amazing work back then. I was on amazing work back then. But if you are, if you're not new and you've listened to them, you know that I've been riding with her for a while. And then she said that she has been in the business for 40 years. 40 years of trying to make us better people. Okay, I've been trying to do this on this podcast thing for three. And I'm already like, come on, y'all. <laughs> Sometimes I just be like, why y'all ain't getting yet? But, you know, you can't talk like that. So, you know, shout out to Ayola. Happy birthday to you, boo. I see you. So, since we into daytime talk, we can go ahead on and go to... um, Shirley Strawberry. Y'all know who Shirley Strawberry is? She's the one who um, does those letters on the Steve Harvey show. She's been doing this stuff for years, child. Well, she's been in the um, blogs because of her and her relationship with her husband. I think his name is Ornesto. And... um, this poor woman, child, y'all, she just, she just, I don't even know. She's been married to this guy named Ernesto. They've been married for a while, I guess, and he is now in jail. Ernesto, um, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to see here because, you know, it's a lot of stuff going on. So, apparently, Shirley Strawberry, child, they don't even want me to read all this stuff here. Uh, Okay, so Shirley Strawberry was married to this guy named Ernesto. I don't know if they're divorced yet, but I do know that... They were married for six years, okay? And then he went to jail. She she then went and hired her a private investigator to look into his background, but she didn't do it till, you know, now. Cause she, you know, she she loved her man. She she, you know, she just trusted the dude, but she found out that he had been scamming her, that he had been lying about his identity, he was lying about his finances. Now, this is all according to um medium.com. According to medium.com, you know, she had him buy um her uh cars in her name. And then, you know, using her credit. My mom was married to a guy like that. That wanted her to buy a car. She, My mom bought two cars. Before this dude, my mom did not even have a car. She was on the bus content with her little credit. And then when she married him, he had her buy a house. He had her buy cars. All types of stuff. This is what Ernesto did right here. Um, and then he started using her credit. 
to get things in her name to get things as well okay she also said that he cheated on her with a couple of women and some of those women also you know he impregnated he you know he got some of them pregnant so he got some babies over there um and she didn't know that because there was one point where she was saying she was getting her hair done y'all and while she was at the hair salon they was repossessing her car outside um at some point she even said that they had to move a couple of times because they was getting evicted because the, i guess the the um the rent wasn't getting paid mortgages wasn't getting paid any of that so my man's went to jail right um and i think he went to jail for um let's see what what it say here let's see what it say here Um, y'all, it ain't trying to tell me what he went to jail for, but, um, oh, here we go. Hold on. Hold on, y'all. This what he did. Oh, he got new charges. child they said that um he was charged with gun possession theft fraud and some pictures of some minors okay and then they said he also was charged with operating a credit card repair scam program with his mistress okay that's what Fox 5 say. So I don't know. That's what they said. That's what Fox 5 say. You got to you got to take it up with them, okay? So he in jail. And so where all the big the big business came in though was because you know when when people go to jail, they make them jail calls and so you get the call Shirley Strawberry was taking the calls from her man cuz you know she was still trying to stand by your man. Okay, but they record those calls, y'all. If you if you want a jail call, it tell you when 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 they call. You don't want to record a line. So they recorded the calls and somebody leaked them. And when they got leaked, it was because Shirley Strawberry on the phone talking to her man that she know, you know, at least scammed her out of some stuff at least did her dirty she's still talking to him though but she was talking about steve harvey her boss now i'm not one to say that people should can't talk about their boss or that they shouldn't talk about their boss but you probably shouldn't talk about that your boss to your scamming ass husband on the jail line but anyway, she talking to him. She telling him like, oh, yeah, we went over to Steve's house to have dinner. You know, we could only do it because Marjorie, Steve's wife, wasn't there. Because, you know, Marjorie treat us like the help. She don't ever want us over there. And then she says stuff like, yes, we Steve trying to take us up the steps. He huffing and puffing. Like, oh, he out of shape. All kind of, you know, this kind of nonsense. And Steve can hear this stuff. And it's just like, hold on. Hold on, you gonna come into work and look at me and be like, hey, y'all, let me get to the Shirley Strawberry letter. Mm. 
And so that's why she that's why they was in the news because she was talking about her boss on a recorded line. I'm still wanna know who leaked it. Who leaked it? Somebody heard him was like, Oh, Steve need to know all it is and instead of just sending it to Steve, they put it on the internet. So then she had to go on the internet, she had to go on there and start telling people about what Ernesto did to her and uh a pub, make a public apology to Steve Harvey and his wife and all this nonsense. Now, I believe that they probably are still going to be friends just because Steve knows she she involved in some nonsense. You know, Steve know. He knows this Ernesto dude ain't no good. And he probably has known for a while, but you can't tell nobody about that man. You can't tell nobody about that man. And Shirley Strawberry ain't 12 so she come from that generation where you know even though you know he doing a little bit of something you still supposed to stick by him for better or for worse i made that song up so you know try to if you want to try to sing it back that's fine if you want to you know post it on your instagram stories go ahead it's for better or for worse that's what she you know she want to stick by her man but you know i am of the i don't, I don't ride or die I'll ride with you, but if you start seeming like you don't know where we going, or if you make me feel like you want to take me to places that I don't feel safe, I'm going to jump out. Soon as you get to a corner, I'm gone. I don't die. I don't ride into the... I'm would. i not Louise to your film over here. I'm sorry. I'm not. So, abandon ship, jump ship, call me what you want, but that's the kind, that's the bridge I, that's, that's, that's the cloth I'm, I'm cut from, okay? My mom didn't divorce two men. Won't go down all the way with the ship. I just don't know. My grandma and my granddad was not living in the same house. Now, they were still legally married, but they were separated four years before my granddad passed, Okay. Uh, my aunt got a nice, cute, clean divorce. My other aunt, cute, clean divorce. I, the, the women in my family, we do not ride to that. Okay, that's not what we do. We ride till the, we ride till the wheels fall off, and then it's time to go. It look like these wheels is um getting a little shaky. It's time to go. And that's the life that I live now. That's not the life that uh, Shirley Strawberry seemed to want to live. She was still trying to roll my mask. But I think that this public humiliation has changed her mind. And I, I believe that she is uh, has filed for divorce. I hope she got some good people in her, in her, you know, in her corner that's telling her, like, go ahead on, wrap it up, sis. Is dead, done, and over. He already, you know he been cheating on you with a couple of women. You know that he got a couple of babies out here. But also, it's jail call recordings that were leaked of him talking to the other boo. So what you want to do now, Shirley? You need to go ahead on and hang it up. Don't take another call from a man. I think that that's where we are because I believe that the call was, you know, a while ago, but it's just now being released. And so now she got to deal with, you know, the stuff that she's learned about him since maybe that phone call. Who knows? Because, you know, sometimes you don't be none until they show up. And that's why, you know, you can't be all on this whole thing. Like, I love him more than I love myself. Why? You don't really know him. You only met him two years ago. He's 45. He been learning how to 
scam his way through life for the last 27 years and you talking about you love him more than you loved yourself please stop don't ever always love yourself more just saying I'm just saying, always love yourself more. Do not never love nobody more than you love yourself. You've known yourself more years than you've known anybody else. And you don't love yourself more than them? Insane. Insane. I'm 40-something years old. I've had 40-something years to love me. I'm going to, I'm going to put some of that down to love them more than I love myself? Would never. Could never never and y'all better stop that's why y'all be being heartbroken because y'all not leaving enough for you give more to yourself give me you everything else can wait that's what you need to be telling yourself everything else can wait because when i tell y'all no and I hope Shirley Sharp. Shirley, if you listening, girl, love yourself more. And that's all I got on that. So we can talk about, I know I moved this segment because most of what I want to talk about is in the, is in the, um, what I watched this week's, um, Segment. So here's the what I watched on TV this week. Uh, we will work on the theme songs to that, but that's what we got for right now. One thing that I keep on trying to watch, but I'm sorry, there's two. There's two things I keep on trying to watch. I'm still trying to watch that daggone um, the past that Candy Burris did. I have not watched it yet. It's it's just because I just don't really care. But somebody told me today that it was better than the Tyler Perry show. So I'm going to give it a chance. I think I'm going to watch it when I go to work at my second job um, over the weekend. That's what I think I'm going to do. Now, I said that when it first came out. I said that's what I was going to do, but I didn't. And I'm not going to keep on lying to me. So I probably will if I, you know, as long as there ain't nothing else that's about to come on that keeps my attention more. Also on, and I'm not sure what that's on. So that's another reason why I haven't watched it because I didn't search for it. Um, But also I've been trying to watch a show called um, The Other Black Woman or The Other Black Girl. It's on Hulu. It's supposed to be in the um, category of um horror or thriller uh i think it's kind of like you know get out or something like that where it's about you know one woman black woman who works in the office she's the only black woman who works there and then another black woman shows up to work in the office and that's all i got for y'all and i want to watch it but i've never really been a person who i like I, i don't really feel like i can identify with this um situation i know lots of people who do and i um i like i know people who who've been in this situation but i myself have personally mostly worked for black companies or with majority black people just now in this company that i work for now because i work in the health 
care system and the hospital I live work in a hospital setting is this is the most most amount of other uh nationalities that I've ever worked around to be honest with you just to be honest with you I've spent a lot of time uh in my career in my career working for smaller companies um and they've been a lot of black owned businesses a lot of black owned or black ran business and companies that's pretty much where I've worked for the majority of my life so was it a shell shock no because I know how to I've been around other nationalities but I never worked with anybody and um so I don't really identify with this movie but I do know people like I said I know people who have who are in these spaces or have been in these spaces. And so, you know, I just want to see, you know, what it looks like, what's coming from. I've heard lots of things, so I'm interested in seeing it. But also, I don't really want to be scared. And that's what's keeping me from it. I don't want a little bit of scare. I really am in a place where I would like to be... Uh, I don't know, what is the... You know, when you watch a horror, they say you're going to be scared. When you watch a comedy, they said you're going to be what? Because uh, you can't be like, oh, I, I'm in the mood to be laughed. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know. I, I'm amused, amazed. Um, I don't know. But that's what I want. I would like to see more comedy. And I don't feel like I'm getting a lot of that out here on these streets. Just to be honest with you, you know, just saying. But, um, so I, I'm going to try to watch it again. I keep making attempts. It ain't working. I don't know. Child, I don't, I, I'm, I'm still, I'm, I'm out here, but it ain't working. Um, one of the other things that was on recently was the VMAs. And I just got to tell y'all, it, I didn't watch it. I just looked for clips and this is why. And I'm going to give some advice to some of you other people in my age group. The show ain't for you. It ain't for me. They not getting it wrong. We have aged out of the demographic they trying to reach. And you just got to come to terms with that. I keep seeing a lot of y'all being like VMAs, BET Awards, Hip Hop Awards. Who are these people? I don't know them. They not, it's, not the, it's not the show that's having the problem. They're not putting on people that they're not putting on the wrong people. You have aged out. Their demographic is younger than you. And I know a lot of people, like, I, I feel like, people feel like because music at some point was geared towards them, that all music at all points should be geared towards them. And that's just not true. That's, we are in the tribute uh, concert series right now. Okay? We are in the throwback concert series right now. We are not the currents. You might know a little bit of people. You might be like, I know Drake. Um, Who else you know? I don't know. A lot of these kids, you don't know them because you don't listen to current music. That's how that works. Okay? Your people are not the people putting out the music on the uh, charts right now. And so I don't watch it because I know that I'm not going to know a lot of people. And, and I'll give you some advice. Do like I do. Tell your young adults or your teens that you have in your life. You say, hey, you watching the award show? They be like, yeah, I'm waiting for a sexy red to come on the screen. You say, all right, you little care. Uh, text me when they tell you that the tribute um, part is getting ready to come on. Because that's what I want to see. That's going to be somebody I know. 
okay that's all i need and then if there is one or two artists that you know current you could say hey if uh coco jones come up there and sing that um something about hands on your body um <laughs> when when she come on let me know and then i'll turn it on but i don't know none of these littles and the ny new york yankees i don't know all the letters i don't know none of them people the lmnop uh rap group gang i don't know none of them so don't call me for the rico charge on the way people i don't know them so don't i don't watch because i don't want to see none of that but when my three people that i do know come on let me know so i can turn it on right quick and then i go off so i didn't watch the show but i do know that diddy was the honoree for this one and a lot of y'all might not like puff because of a lot of you know puff diddy p diddy love daddy love brother love sean combs sean p diddy combs all the people whoever you who, whoever you identify him as today it, a lot of people don't like some of his business but he has been in the business for a long time and there's a lot of music up under his belt so i think that you know it was a nice little um tribute to him and whatever the name of the legacy uh award he got i don't remember also Nicki minaj was hosting and um that's fine i really wasn't watching it so like i said i didn't see it so i don't know what she did but her raggedy husband out here outshining her and acting a plum fool because he out here trying to threaten um cardi b's husband y'all first of all they got too much money and between the four of them i i mean i don't know i don't know how much money he got what he do i don't know but between the four of them there is too much money and too much celebrity for them to be acting for anybody to be acting like they out here in these streets okay it's not cute to me that Nicki Minaj has gotten to the place that she has gotten and your husband is outside in a raggedy hoodie talking about we outside your place because you want to fight a man. Like, come on, dude. You need street cred today in the in your big age? And she got the, if she ain't embarrassed, she ought to be. That this is what he doing while she trying to be the host of a show. Come on now. It don't even match up line up. I don't want to tell nobody who to love. But it feel like to me the display that we watched wasn't somebody who treating you how. Showing you what love should look, look like. I'll just say that. So I didn't like it at all. And sometimes that's another thing y'all got to start thinking about in your relationships. This is like, you know, nobody's telling you who to love, but we can't see how they acting and moving out here in the streets and it don't look like love. So, again, why you loving them more than you love yourself? I'm confused. 
why is that a why is that something you want to tell somebody that's not a flex i know i just said it but it's just not a flex it's not a flex to say i love them more than i love myself you don't even know them you think Nicki Minaj thought that this man that she didn't had a baby with and everything want to be outside acting a plum fool with some people he ain't even supposed to be around? Because I heard that he got, you know, like some some new type of violation against him because he been out on probation or whatever he been out on. But now he around the criminal element and he wasn't allowed to do that. So now he got to go do some days in jail or at a halfway house i don't even know but who come come on now she over here with papa bear the baby ain't that what she calls him papa bear whatever she over here with him and this man over here doing her how doing her what miss ma'am you deserve better than that and i hope she get it and I, I know that Nicki minaj got the barbs and all of that and i'm not talking bad about Nicki. I just want to know why her husband ain't show is is making making trying to overshadow the greatness that she, I, you know sometimes people say you know Nicki Minaj don't get recognized for whatever she does I don't know sometimes Nicki Minaj said people don't you know give her enough credit or whatever I don't know but I do think that her being a host of the VMAs was a good look for her and I do feel like there's not a what from what I see there's not a lot of conversation about her performance as the host of that show because he was outside acting a damn fool that's all I'm saying I'm just saying he should have sat his ass down and let her have her shining moment but no he outside talking about some offset we outside looking for you. Go in the house and put some shades down. Don't be looking for nobody. That's not cute. And what's worse is this man, I don't know which one is the brother and which one is the cousin, but one of the other amigos was, was um, you know, life was cut short early over some nonsense. And then you thought that that would be cute. Even if it's a gang, why would you play like that? That's not cute. And then somebody's like, "Well, now I, I don't. I'm not saying that I heard her say this, but we got people acting like this. And then you talking about I love him more than I love myself. Why? That's not a the, the performance that he's giving out here. That's not a man you want to ride or die for. You ride a little bit, then I might gotta go. You know what I'm saying? Like." I don't even know what the girl did. Did she wear cute outfits on the show? I don't know. I didn't see no clips of none of that. But I did see these old clips of her husband out here. And then them doing some kind of what they what they saying may not be a real um, photo shoot inside of the school. Because he ain't supposed to be at one. And I'm just like, you know, I don't want to see these men making these women look a raggedy mess out here in these streets it's just unfortunate but hopefully she get it together and figure out you know a new game plan she could be um i don't know y'all might be too old for this but you know she need to be on a jody watley i'm looking for a new love baby somebody tell Nicki minaj to go ahead on 
take that Jody Watley um, sample and give us a cute, a cute song to it. You know, they could up, update the beat or whatever, but I'm looking for a new love, baby. A new love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I want to see. Can I get that? Other guys may have me. They'll appreciate my love. Come on, cause y'all can y'all see Nicki Minaj doing something to that? Cause that's better. That's better. I then what? I don't know. I don't know if she got any songs talking about her man, my man, my man. I don't know, but I do know that that's that's what she need to do. Hit that beat, and then you know, hit that sample, and go hit on and tell us how you looking for a new love. Cause that's 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 the road I would tell her to take. Okay, she need to hit that boys and men. Although we've come to the end of the road. Because y'all know that's a breakup song, right? That's a breakup song. So, you know, she could redo, she could sample that and redo it. I mean, you know, although we've been hearing that the boys and men wasn't that nice back in the day. Maybe they need a little bit of coin that they would go hit on and, and approve the sample so she could do that as a song that would be dope too somebody called nikki and let her know that i got ideas and suggestions and i you know maybe i can make a little dollar i also watched this show um this movie called distant strangers somebody told me about it a while ago and i just never looked into it but i watched it the other day it's about this guy who um, keeps waking up in the same scenario, kind of like a Groundhog's Day thing, but it was with the theme of police brutality. And um, that, to me, wasn't a horror film. Um, it, did, it wasn't dark. And um, so, for me, I would say trigger warning in the very beginning, but after that, I kind of felt like I did appreciate this. I I believe I watched it on Netflix. It was to me it was good. It wasn't long either. So it's like a short. And it was, you know, it it had a good powerful meaning to it. Um but what I will say if you watch it, if you haven't watched it already, you know what I'm saying. And if you haven't watched it already, I'm not spoiling it to say, but why do you keep going back to the girlfriend? to the girl house that's that's all I, that's the only question i'm gonna ask without spoiling the thing it's just well why why didn't you think that the house was part of the issue but you gotta watch it to find out that's the only thing like you go to netflix distant strangers you can watch it it wasn't bad on youtube which is where i spend most of my time is a documentary about Kirk Franklin. Now I saw the I saw the you know when you're scrolling, you know, the recommended videos. I saw that it said that there was something about a Kirk Franklin documentary, but because it's YouTube, I thought it was just like people, you know, somebody doing one and I was like, I don't need to see no no Kirk Franklin documentary from somebody that I don't know. And then I started seeing, you know, people that I'm connected to on there being like, Oh, I just watched the Kirk Franklin doc and you know tears i'm crying 
all of this type of stuff. So I said, wait a minute, let me go back and see if is this what it's talking about. So I go back to YouTube and, and sure enough, it says it's on Kirk Franklin's page. So I said, oh, let me watch it. So I go ahead on to watch the doc and it's really good. Now this is a little bit of a spoiler alert because I am telling y'all basically what happened. So if you don't want to hear it, I guess did this episode about the end for you or something. I don't know. Scroll scroll forward and see if there's more, but I don't know. Anyway, for all of y'all who stayed, shout out to y'all. Um, so the 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 documentary is supposed to be connected with the album that he that he put out or is coming out. I can't tell. Um I didn't pay my Apple music this month and when I went to go look for the album, they only gave me three songs i don't when i went to go click to see if i can hear any other songs they said they wasn't available in my country so or my region so i don't know if that means because i didn't pay my apple music yet i'm gonna I'm pay it today but um <laughs> i don't know if that meant because i didn't pay my apple music or if that meant because um the, it just isn't out all the way yet i don't know but the album and the documentary i believe are both called father's day if you don't know, um, what's my man's name? Kirk Franklin is adopted. And so I watched it and this documentary is about Kirk Franklin finding out who his real dad is. And what made this very interesting is there was a man that Kirk Franklin thought was his dad who has passed now. He He's no longer with us. Uh, and so um, this is very interesting because so Kirk Franklin. So what happens in this documentary is that Kirk Franklin was going to do this new album. He just so happened to have a um, person who was you know, documenting the making of this album. And while making the album, one of the women who sings with him went to a funeral. When she went to that funeral, he said he did not go. He knew the person who passed, but he didn't go to the funeral because he knew that his biological mother would be there. And he don't rock with her. I think he ain't talked to her or rocked with her in like 10, 20 years, something like that. He ain't rocked with the woman. Something about her and him don't click. So he didn't go. But the woman who, the singer, you know, who went said called him or came back i don't know which one one or the other and she said to him a while i was there there was some rumblings about this man who said that he used to date your mama and then when people you know start hearing him say yeah he used to kick it with her back in the day people started saying like well kirk do kind of look like him she said i don't know but he said that you know he want to talk to you or whatever and um next thing you know the man sent his, he got his DNA swabbed, he got his cheek swabbed or whatever, and then he sent it to Kirk or to Kirk's lawyers or somebody to have it tested. Then you get a voicemail from Kirk's mama saying, hey, if you want to talk to me about this rumors that's going around right now you can talk to me i never tell you no lie i told you that so everybody like well is that his daddy or what like what's happening then 
Kirk get a call from his lawyer. The lawyer say, the test say, that Maury said, it's 99.99999, you is the father, right? And so, you know, everybody would think that it would be cheerful, but we got the mama in the background running still like, no, Maury, it can't be true because mama said it's a lie. Kirk is standing there like, what do I do with this information? I do not know. Because like I said, there's a man that Kirk Franklin thought was his father who has passed. And what, why this is a problem is because Kirk and the man never really clicked. And it was because Kirk was really mad at that man. Because like, why wasn't you around to be my dad? And this man was kind of like, you know, I mean, I just don't, there ain't no, I don't know. Like, it wasn't really working. And so Kirk's feeling like there's a man who went to his grave thinking that I hated him because he wasn't a good father. And he never was even a father. Not to me anyway. So he wasn't a bad father to me because he wasn't even a father to me. The mama's steady like, that ain't, this, that's a lie. That test ain't right. They lie. Somebody lying. So, the man say, don't worry about it. I'll go ahead on and give you another, another sample. Swap me up. I don't care. I just want you to know the truth for yourself. So, if it's, if we don't believe this one, let's get another one. And if that one say no, we'll get a third one. I'm, I'm in for the ride. They do the second one. Kirk get the swabbing, he get the swabbing, everybody swabbing, it's a swab party, uh, and um, Tess come back, and they said, that Maury said, you is the father, so Kirk like, I need to go meet with my mama, so he go, and he meet with the mom and the aunt, let me tell y'all something, the aunt ain't nice. That's what it appears to be. But for me, I feel like there's a generation because what happened was Kirk called, but because Kirk is in his feelings and he in his way, he all like, yeah, Sandra. And the aunt like, who? And he like, aunt Sandra. Like, he's bothered by it, but he knew that was the rule. Whether he liked that he's related to them or not, he knew that was the rule. Because it's a lot of us who grew up where... That one aunt or that particular side of family, you got to call them aunt so-and-so. You don't just be calling them by their first name out of respect. Now, if he feel like he don't respect her, he shouldn't call her. Because she has laid out the rules of what respect looked like to me. Like, my grandmother did not let nobody address her if they did not call her Miss Mrs. King, okay? You don't start calling her no Shirley. That ain't how it work. Mrs. King is how you address me. When she go to the doctor's office, they better call her Mrs. King. They don't call her Shirley there and all that stuff. So there's a generation of people that that's, that's what that is. And y'all know, y'all know that that's a thing. So when y'all watching and y'all like, she ain't got to talk to him like that. That's how it work. And just because he Kirk Franklin don't mean that when he go home, that he don't call Aunt Sandra Sandra. Okay? He called her Aunt Sandra. So we saw Aunt Sandra... Trying to sit down with the mama and Kirk and somebody else. I don't even know who, but somebody else was there with them. Um, I can't remember. But Kirk is like, they sitting so far away on the table. They, it's like they had a conversation or something. And he's sitting so far away from her because he don't rock with that lady. He don't rock with that lady. Now this lady telling him this ain't true. And Kirk is like, listen, I need for you to give me this. 
Like, I need you to tell me the truth. And she just like, I can't tell the truth because this ain't the truth. What I can tell you is what I know. And what I know is that this ain't true. He like, this This is science. This ain't a man just coming and telling. He didn't know. Somebody told him that they think from today looking at him and me. Like, what? Did you never, you trying to tell me you don't know the man? She like, basically like, I know the man, but I ain't never, I don't, I, he ain't your daddy. He like, but the test say it, 99.99999. Okay? So at one point, Aunt Sandra looked at the sister like, he just need the truth. And the mom still like, nah. Kirk tell the mom, look, if you can't give me this, ain't going to be no calls, no hugs, no letters, no love, no kisses. No, I can't son with you if you can't let me, if you can't give me that this is the truth, that this is my daddy. She say, I'm crying. She crying. You know, all this. She crying. I'm so out. I just wanted you. I thought this was going to be my chance to get my son. And here you go trying to make me do this thing. And I think there's a lot of people who really do, like, like you lie to yourself. And then it keep on going. Like, the lie just keep going and you don't even know the truth no more. And from that generation, because Kirk Franklin is 50-something years old. That generation of people who, you know, they, they, there are so many things that you got ahead to suppress that I don't think she knows the truth no more. And when Kirk was talking to the father, he was saying, because Kirk was saying, like, how you ain't know that I existed? Well, because we come from a very small town, and I lived in the town. So, like, how you didn't know I existed? And he was like, I was young. And I want to say that if, if you 16, if you 15, 16, 17 years old, I don't know how young they was, but I'm going to start it at 15. If you 15, 16, 17, or 18 years old, especially back in those times, if Rochelle says she pregnant by Jimmy Lee, everybody just assumes she pregnant by Jimmy Lee. They don't start, they ain't starting all this stuff. And there wasn't no, let's go down to the courthouse and get a DNA test 50 years ago. That's not how that worked. If somebody says somebody was the, the daddy, then that's who the daddy and the, the, then that daddy got to decide whether or not he going to play daddy or he going to act like he don't know that child. That's what happened not, back then. It wasn't, you know... Maury Povich shows and you know going and checking and all this you just put a baby on somebody that's what that's what that's what they would say you just put a baby on somebody and I, who knows maybe this other guy you know she thought was her boyfriend and this dude wasn't her boyfriend who knows maybe she was sleeping around and she didn't want people to see her as you know loose because back then you know you really couldn't be sleeping around and she didn't so she didn't want people to know so she had already said a name or maybe this was the name of a guy people associated her with and that's the only one she wanted to say who knows but the testing the testing gave the results and so he got a daddy they this man was very kind to him very kind to him i just want you to you know, do whatever you need to do and to come into my life however you want to come in and bring whoever from your life you want to bring with you on your time. And I'm just, and I just was like, I love this. But the thing is, what made that sad was 
we all know that this man ain't that he ain't that young and so Kirk Franklin don't have that much time to build a relationship with the man after all this time because even when he thought he found his dad that man left so I don't got a lot of time to find who I am and and, and so and that's one of the things like I don't have a lot of time to find out who I am through you and I've never been adopted and never been adopted um, I do know some people who are adopted or who adopted other people. And it seems very complicated. It does. Kirk Franklin said from the, you know, from the time he can remember, he's always known he was adopted. But, you know, what do that help? Because it just lets me know that don't nobody know who I am. You know, nobody knew. Um... The woman who adopted him, I believe, has since gone on to the Lord herself. And what he, what one of the things Kirk Franklin said was when he was growing up, he didn't have siblings. It was just him and the older woman who adopted him. So he didn't have the cousins and the sleepovers and all those type of things. He just was very isolated. And when I was growing up, again, I was not adopted. I'm not saying that I was. I had a brother who I lived in the home. We had the same mother and father, but we only lived in the home together for 11 years, I think. 11 years. And in those 11 years, there were times when we moved out. And um, there were times when my brother was sent to live with other other family members and then after the 11th year my brother was sent to live with another family member and um I was an only child for a very long time um well for the next eight years of my life I was an only child but before even before then I was the only girl for the first 14 years of my life and so um, and then after that, there was a little girl who was born, but we 14 years apart. So it wasn't like we was hanging out together. And my family never did anything to connect me to any female cousins. So I was very isolated uh, myself for years. I didn't have, you know, the connections in that way. And yes, you know, you have friends or whatever, but you but, but when people talk about these, these cousin sleepovers and all that kind of stuff, I didn't have the girls to play in my hair and to try hair or to talk about bras or to talk about you know um those types of things I didn't have that I had I have been very isolated from my family and I get on the internet now and I see my cousins because I know who they are we've gone to you know family reunions and things like that so I've seen people but they get together and they have these you know nice gatherings and I know some of them live close to me I'm I have never been invited to any of those things because they don't know me like that to invite me to these spaces and things like that and I've never had anything at my house because I don't even know how to entertain in that way because I've never been invited to those type of things and they don't know me to you know have them to my house either uh so i it it connected i'm not saying we are the same i'm saying that i could um sympathize with his um feeling of isolation and just being like you know i had to be creative in my own thing because um 
my brother's wife has said many times that it's crazy that my brother who spent more time around my dad in the teenage years, our dad in the teenage years, has connections to way more family than I do, and I just kind of seem like an only child. And I am an only child who also had a brother, and it's a weird dynamic. Um, so when he was talking about the isolation, I, I understood it um, in a way. I also understood his mom in the um or 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 you know just the 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 embarrassment of being pregnant and young and having to have people be like well who the daddy type thing um I wasn't questioning who the father of my children was but a lots of people did and so I understand um even though everybody saw me with the same dude all the time like I literally lived at his house half the week every every week for years it still became a question when I got pregnant so I understand that embarrassment and then just you know um I know other people who question who there were questions like some friends of mine who are just like to this day like I don't know who the father of my child is and I I under like from from their perspective I get all of that. Um one of the other things that I connected with Kirk on this move in this documentary was when Kirk went to go see the mom and aunt to talk about this second test being confirming the same as the first. There was a time when the aunt came to the car and was just like, you know, get out the car. And he was saying, you know, I'll just wait till my biological mother gets here. And after the woman walked away, he was saying, whenever I come here, I still feel like that 10-year-old child that's being chastised and, you know, everything like that. And I said when I saw that, this is why I don't like to go to my grandma's house now. There have been so many times when I didn't know how to express why I didn't want to go there. My my grandma and my aunts live up the street. They don't live too far from me. But in recent years, I have not wanted to go inside the house. The other day, I was parked outside. We went to go pick up something from over there. And... um I was parked outside, but there was nothing in me that wanted to get up and go in the house. And I kept, you know, trying to figure out why don't I ever want to go in this house. And when Kirk said it, like, they take me back to a, a place of a child that didn't feel very safe. I said, that's exactly, that's exactly the feeling. That's exactly the feeling. I always feel like I'm about to be attacked when I pull into their neighborhood. I feel the the attack coming, and um, nothing nothing has ever been said about me from my family of positivity, right? Um, except for in. The last six months, one time I had a conversation with one of my aunts and she was telling me that I had good kids when they were little. But my whole entire life, I have been told that like anything negative about me would, would be brought up. Sometimes people would speculate negative things about me that just weren't true um, based off of my parents 
um, behaviors and um, because I had a bunch of kids young, I was always criticized as a mother. Now, would I say that I was a, a perfect mother? Hell no. Sometimes I could even tell you I wasn't a good mom because I didn't have any good examples of good parenting and um, nobody got to be. I, I got a lot of criticism, but I didn't get a lot of helpful correction, if that if that makes sense. And so um, when the other children were coming up, I was always used as an example of what not to do, who not to be, how not to behave. And so I always feel like when I come into contact with these family members, a lot of times it feels like they are going to just start scrubbing at anything negative. I mean, you know, even to the point of when I lost weight, I lost this this uh, hundred or something pounds. Instead of saying I look good and instead of saying, you know, I'm doing a good job or anything. They went straight to, oh, you think you're better than us. And that that's an attack on my character. And I didn't do anything but go up to the house and be thinner. And so I'm always triggered whenever I'm supposed to be around them. And so I felt that with when Kirk said it, like they, I feel like this child and I'm, I 100% feel it all the time. And I'm 40-something years old. Kirk is 50-something years old. And sometimes, because the behaviors continue, um, you know, it's just... You get to... I get to a space where I understood him um, in that description. And I was like, oh, that's exactly what it is. And I've never been able to express it in that way. And I'm an expressive person. And I never was able to express it in that way. Anyway, back to the to the documentary. Kirk tells the, the, the mama, like, you're not going to give this to me. We can't be in relation. And she wasn't giving it to him. So I guess they still not going to be, they think they're going to roll for another um, 20. You know, or I guess until she, you know, get close to her deathbed and then he go talk to her or something. I don't know. But don't seem like she want to reconcile with her son enough to be embarrassed about her own situation and sometimes people just can't they just ain't in the space even though you want it you need it they ain't got it to give and um sometimes you just gotta come to terms with the fact that things that you want don't exist in the places you want to have them so Kirk then, you know, starts to talk to this man and I guess they're going to develop a relationship. But what was also very good about this documentary was we got to see Kirk make a reconciliation with his son. Because if you remember back not too long ago, there was all of this news, in the, you know, on the Internet because Kirk Franklin's son had released a, a, um audio of he and Kirk having a heated discussion where Kirk Franklin was cussing and everybody was like, I can't believe he goes for orders and he was cussing. And I was just like, come on now, y'all pastors be cussing and y'all know it. Cause sometimes they, they either do or almost cuss on Sundays when they have, when they getting in good, when it's getting good and going, they be cussing too. My pastor didn't did it. I remember, <clears throat> I remember the word that the word that he used. Okay. 
And um, so, you know, because they, they, they people, they're not Jesus. They're just people. And they use all the language like you do. That's just how people do. Right? And so the, the, the tape came out and they were estranged for, I think, two years. But, you know, it's hard to be, and you have to come to terms with when you realize that you need to be forgiving and merciful to your parents for mistakes that they made. You have to then, as a parent, turn around and be like, you have to realize that you've made mistakes yourself and that you want some mercy from your children and you have to apologize to them for the mistakes that you made. Even if you feel like they have done things that are wrong, they probably have, but but a lot of times those things probably came from a foundation you set. Now, that might be harsh, but I'm just saying. Just saying. A lot of the times when our kids are in a space where they are disrespectful to us or hurtful or harmful to us, a lot of the times, just to be honest, it is coming from a a foundation that we set. Not that we tell them to behave away or we give them permission to behave away, but some of our actions make room for some of the behaviors that they allow themselves to accept and they allow themselves to um, display. And that's, that's just truth. And that's, that's one of those painful things about parenting. You know, that's one of the painful things about parenting. I remember one time my daughter ran away. And when she ran away, I had to get the police involved to help me look for her and they chased her down and all this nonsense and like people were coming out helping me look for her and things like that. And when she got um, caught, the officer, you know, of course wanted to talk to her because why are we doing all this stuff? What's going on? So he was basically asking like, you know, trying to find out is your mom a bad mom? that you need to run away. And my child was like, you know, no, my mom be going to church. Uh, uh, uh. She was more upset with her father. But the problem was, and so, you know, it's just kind of like, well, she ain't no problem while you running away. But the truth is, at the time, right before this, this um, blow up of her running away, um, and she was missing overnight. Um, but right before this blow up, I had gone through a terrible breakup. And so I wasn't as present as I needed to be for her. Now you might be like, well, of course she was in a breakup, whatever. And that's true. I needed to deal with my breakup. I, we was not officially broken up. It was a lot of arguments. There was some things going on. There was another person who was involved because this person was cheating on me. And that person they was cheating on me with was harassing me. It was a lot going on. I could tell you the story on another day. And so because I was dealing with so much and I also had four other kids and I also had to go to work and I had a mama who was an alcoholic who I had to like look after all the time, you know, all this stuff was happening, even though all of that was happening and, and, and a person could be like, well, you got to head a lot on your plate. That still don't mean that that child did not need from me. And I wasn't giving enough. And so because that wasn't a space in which I was giving enough, it it led the room for her to decide to start doing some things that I wouldn't approve of and other people wouldn't approve of, but 
but the, but but do are we sure that she would would have behaved that way if I was giving more time, attention, and love to my child than to give more attention to this person who was already doing me wrong? Right. I laid a foundation that allowed her to behave in such a way that because because I wasn't going through these type of breakups when my other children were her age, I didn't deal with that. But you got to sometimes just understand that it's you contributing to the negative behavior of your children, whether you like to admit it or not. And I did, and I had to apologize. We're in a great place today. She 21. We're in a great place today. But at the time, it was rocky, and I couldn't see at the time that it was me. And so, there was a moment in life where I was allowing other people to be like, yeah, she she bad. She wasn't bad. She was needing, and I didn't have it to give. And so, I got <laughs> I got what she had to give, which was rough days and times. And I think that that's where Kirk Franklin understood. He understood that. I played a part. Though my son, you know, was doing what he was doing and he was talking to me how he was talking, whatever, I also did play a part because I am a bruised man who I am a fatherless man. And and and, and let's just be honest. There could there's a space and who y'all y'all I'm about to take y'all to a place. Sometimes we give our kids things that we can identify with and then we become jealous because they have them, even though it is us giving it to them. And then so we have to understand that sometimes we then move in a place towards our kids from from a bit of a jealousy that we don't even know we have. And I want to tell you today that I would guarantee that there was a place in Kirk Franklin that would be looking at his son like you got your dad in your life. I didn't have a dad in mine, and that jealousy makes you act out in a way that your child is like, whoa, wait a minute. So I'm supposed to feel bad that you being what you supposed to be because somebody wasn't doing it for you? Why, why do I have to pay for that? And if I have to pay for that, you about to pay for some other stuff, chief. And that's, a, that's one of those things we don't understand. We don't understand plays out. We don't understand that the, those type of things play out because we don't mean for them to. But you, you know there's sometimes when you're saying something to somebody and it's not what you're saying, but it's how you're saying it that make it disrespectful. Sometimes as a parent, it's not what we're doing. It's how we're doing it that makes it not feel as loving. You you need to be you need to you need to be more grateful. When I was growing up, I didn't have a it now now whatever it is that that, that I have don't feel special because you you uh, you throwing it at me basically. But in this documentary, we saw got to see Kirk let his 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 son know that he found his actual father and let him know that he was sorry and apologized and and. And to this moment, seeing the two of them sitting on the floor, eye level to eye level, vulnerable on the floor together, as parent and child, but even more as two black men, 
touched my heart because that's the space we don't see a lot of black men get to. That's a vulnerable a vulnerability or a vulnerable space that we don't see a lot of. And I loved it. Um, other stuff happened in the documentary. <laughs> Go ahead and watch it. It's on Netflix. It's called Father's Day. Um, it's it's a really good touching thing. I know I gave y'all you know what it is, but you it, I I ain't spoiled it enough that you, it ain't worth watching. I promise you, I didn't because I'm not good at that. Anyway, so you go watch it, check it out, let it touch your heart. It's not that long of a documentary. It's good though. Um, I I I connected with it, and I'm not adopted. So if you're not adopted, I'm sure there's things that you connect you can connect with as well in it. And if you find something, go ahead on and send me the email, justsaying.com, uh justsayingpodcast.com, uh, and we can talk about it there too. Uh I I I just wanna say, y'all, this is um the week before my birthday. And I believe that I said it before that I typically do a challenge. I don't have a challenge this year. The challenge for this year is for me to um, use this upcoming year to grow and do more than what I have ever done before with my life. Um, I elevate every year. I elevate myself. Uh, and that's not to brag or boast, but to um, just say, I was talking to my best friend today and we were talking about the growth because we've been friends since I was 18 years old and um, she older than me. <laughs> She's a year older than me, but we were best friends since I was 18. She was 19 years old. We were the sisters that we needed in life before we met each other and we have been the sisters um, that we've needed our whole lives up until to up to to today, not until because we are still worse over it. So we were just talking the other day about how much growth we've had um, over the years and things that we could do, and and um, so I just wanted to, you know, decided that what I want to do is to acknowledge my growth this year. Well, the other day, and, and just being transparent, the other day, I was feeling really, really low. And what I did was I went to the store, I bought a, bought a poster board, and I wrote out all of the negative things that I had heard from somebody that I, you know, feel like I, that I felt like care about, feel like care about me, but I was getting a lot of negative from them. And so I wrote all of the words down um, so that I could get them out of my head because I didn't want it anymore, right? And then that was like, you know, it, it allowed me to breathe in a space that um, when I felt like I was suffocating. And so what I decided to do is write down all of the words that I that I wanted to hear growing up and in my adulthood I just writing down the words that I wanted to hear and that I felt like I needed and giving it to myself so although um, I may not have had a huge challenge I am encouraging you to do the same to to get you a poster board they a dollar 25 at the Dollar Tree um, and write down the word post it I put that thing up on the wall and so every time I walked 
through my dining room into my living room I could I put it on the wall between my dining room and my living room so when I walked through I could see the words so I encourage you to post it up Whenever you think of something else you wanted to hear, I don't care if somebody didn't, you know, something you wanted somebody to say to you when you was in your fifth grade uh, band concert and nobody said nothing. From whenever you can remember that you needed to hear something that you didn't hear, write it down and give it to yourself. That's the challenge that I'm, that I'm, I guess, I'm, I guess I'm saying encourage, but I do mean challenge. I'm challenging you for the next week. All you got to do in the next week, you got starting on the weekend till my birthday, which is September 29th to go head on and write down things that you wanted to hear, positive things you wanted to hear about yourself. Give them to yourself because can't nobody love you better than you love you. And when I've been saying this whole episode, look how I be tying it together. That's a lot. I've been saying all this time not to love anybody more than you love yourself. Put on that board the things that help you love yourself. Say them to yourself. What was it you wanted somebody to say when you when you found out you were pregnant and it wasn't it received well? What could they have said to you? What did you wish that you heard? What's something that you wish somebody had said when you got that promotion or when you made that extra 45 cents at work or when you got the big the big raise or when you bought your house or when you got your first car or even, you know, what's a positive thing you wanted to hear in a negative time? What was it? Write that down. Give it to yourself. I will be talking about that <laughs> challenge this week on the internet, if you don't remember here, you'll see me on the internet and I'll be saying it again. Um, but, um, you know, as, as with every week, I love the, I love and appreciate you all being here with me. Drink your water, hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. I don't care that it's not summertime. You still need to do it for your skin to glow, okay? Take your vitamins if you over 25. Start taking your vitamins now. You want to do that. And um, stretch your body. Don't be up so uptight. Ain't no reason to. Y'all, it's me, Danny. You've been listening to the Just Saying Podcast.